Dogs will be jumping up on my lap. <laughs> oh, that was it's like Star Trek here. It's just like that, but it's stupid. <laughs> computer. Oh, oh, I can't say her name. Uh, I can't say. Shut up, computer. Shut up. <laughs> have a passive-aggressive relationship. And the one in the kitchen, uh, I don't know if it's because it was cheaper, but it delivers ads to us. So it flashes a color and you go, she who shall not be named. Do you have a message? And she'll go, no. You know, do you have an announcement? Yes. (laughs) So-and-so has a new book out. Would you like me to add it to your your shopping list? And you're like, no. Wow. Uh, yeah, this one I ask it, I'll, I'll say lights, and it goes, white is a color made of blah, blah, blah. You're like, no, that's not what I said at all. <laughs> We're trying to make the whole house wired like that, so it'll be even more frustrating. Even more how? Yeah. I'm sorry, Will, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, Shut off I oxygen. Wish it was that smart and it could tell me that (laughs) yeah instead of just delivering nonsense like here's the top 30 pop songs nothing not even close to what i'm after (laughs) no no that's that's something nobody in the right mind should want yeah it's funny it's like a stupid star trek yeah it's funny you should mention that i have a a show to talk about when we do our recently watched where it's a stupid version of a thing that's stupid enough already. Well, why don't you intro this thing? Let me intro it and then we'll do that. Um, Listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. First, we will talk about recently watched, which we will try to not spoil. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find their music on Apple Music or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally, and say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon-Rays. And we are not professional critics. We're just your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Good afternoon. Well, it's um, a super Sunday as we record this. And uh, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. So put that together and we have a lot of listeners overseas and they'll probably figure out what it is we're talking about. Um, guys, uh, we timed this just right to where we could drop this on Valentine's day because will, will you chose a great movie that we're going to talk about? You chose a movie. 
You gave a list. I chose from your list. <laughs> I picked one that was. I picked one that didn't cost us anything. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. It didn't right. cost us money. Well. Yeah. Well, true. It cost a few brain cells, perhaps. Uh, who it cost me an hour and a half? It could have been a two-hour movie. I would have stopped after 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, guys, um, you know, I, I'm kind of in a good spot with movies right now. <laughs> oh, well, we're happy for you, Richard. Yeah. I just quit watching them and I'm happier. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I should try that sometime, maybe. Yeah. So, guys, um, recently watched. Who wants to start it? Uh, you said you had something. I guess, I guess, yeah, I did. Um, so let's do this. Um, first, do you remember I was like, it was uh, Hammer Horror Something Something? Yes. Uh, it was actually Hammer Something Something Horror. <laughs> it was Hammer. <laughs> it's Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it was Hammer. Hammer something Something Horror is my favorite podcast. <laughs> it's, you know, we should rename this thing. Um, doing something something scenery yes you know let people figure out what the something is um this uh was actually called hammer house of horror this is a 1980 uh series that Mm -hmm. that uh julian you're familiar with it yes okay uh 13 episodes they were each about an hour if you don't count commercials and that's the one I was talking about when we last got together. So I just wanted to clear that up for the listeners. Um, the first one was pretty cool, I guess. Uh, I would watch a couple more before deciding, but when I first looked at it and started watching, I thought it was a, uh, an anthology or something. So it wasn't, it's a series of made for television horror movies, which, um, maybe look pretty good. Uh, the thing that Will was referring to uh, we started watching a TV series just to not have to get up and change. Uh, well, not have to get up because uh, you don't have to get up to change the channel, but <laughs> you have to get up to get away from your TV, I guess. Uh, we started watching La Brea. Do you know anything about this? Tar pit. Well, yeah, yeah, it's the part of California where the tar pits are. Uh, what this series does is it starts out with a bunch of people in their morning commute. They might give a little background on a couple of them, whatever. Giant sinkhole appears. A bunch of people fall through it. Um, so on and so forth. It's the land of the lost, but it's also lost. Like the TV series lost. Uh Except if lost was way more stupid and way less ambitious. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So when they fall into this prehistoric land, uh, they can see this big slash of, of light glowing in the sky that they apparently fell through, but in the several hundred foot fall did not die somehow. And there's saber tooth tigers and other stuff. Unfortunately, no. Um, and, uh, there's no slee stacks or skexis or... Uh, chaka or anything fun <laughs> um no no smoke monster uh or polar bears or anything like that but uh but there's other threats how about a guy screaming walt uh they're missing that too uh there 
however, it is self-aware enough to have made reference to Lost. Like one of the characters said something about, uh, at least it's not as bad as what the people in Lost were putting up with or something like that. They, somebody does make a reference to it, which I thought, hey, don't be adorable with us. <laughs> no. That's called lampshading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not as cute as they think it is. So this is a TV series that came out uh, fall of 2021. And um, it has, you know how they sometimes do this thing where, oh, we really need this guy who's from uh, somewhere in America, uh, New York or Seattle or I don't know, San Francisco. Who should we pick? Uh, an actor from Australia? No, 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 Ireland. So they got this guy from Ireland and he mostly pulls off the American accent. But every once in a while, he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm the, he's a really good pilot. And I'm like, hmm, is he? <laughs> and it's like, hey, you just, Ooh, you just. What is this show on? Uh, it is an NBC show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, hmm. NBC still has shows. Like, yeah. Had no idea. Yeah. Weird, right? Anyway, so I had to look it up. I'm like, mm, I heard a little, a little breakthrough accent there. And it was just slight. It wasn't like he went full Lucky Charms or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> it, was, it was noticeable. It's, you know how Liam Neeson doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't really sound like an American when he plays one? Um, yeah, it's not quite as obvious as that until it is. So anyway, um, I watched that and then... Uh, uh, American Artifact, The Rise of American Rock Poster Art. This is a documentary from 2009. Really cool. It uh, features a whole bunch of artists who I find very interesting. Let me see if I've got uh, a blurb here. I can give you some of them. Um, Mark Arminsky. Uh, let's see. Um, Coop. Uh, Emek or Emek, however he pronounces it. Uh, Rick Griffin, um, God, they had, uh, Tara McPherson and some other people on there too. It was really cool. There's a couple of these documentaries and I've watched, um, I think three of them now. And it's a fascinating subject for me because it's kind of something I do. Uh, I recommend that one. It was on Tubi, pretty easy to find. I've been going on the Tubi deep dive. And one of the suggested things that popped up when I was done with that was this documentary about uh, uh, Sid and Nancy, um, specifically Nancy, called Who Killed Nancy? This is from 2009, and it's uh, a lot of interviews with uh, old school punk rockers who were there at the time, uh, who maybe were pretty close to the scene. Um, For listeners who don't know, Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols had a girlfriend named Nancy who was killed, and he was to blame. Uh, he was out on bail and overdosed on heroin, so he was never he never went to trial for it. Uh, there are plenty of people who say he didn't do it, and that could just be another conspiracy rabbit hole you could dive down if you choose to. But they have, like, uh, Howie Pyro, Glenn Matlock, uh, Helen Killer, Don Letts, all these people from the scene back then, Lee Childers. Um, so, you know, friends of uh, Sid and or Nancy. So that one's pretty interesting if uh, you need to know more about that subject. 
And then we started watching a series called Yellow Jackets. Do you know about this, you guys? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... It's kind of the alive story. Yeah, it's like alive... Steve crashes. Yeah, alive and Lord of the Flies kind of mm-hmm. nicely mixed together. It's a high school uh, girls soccer team that's on its way to national championship competition. Crashes in the mountains. And... Uh, only episode two, and I can see like the way it toggles back and forth between present day and the time around the crash. Uh, there's some dark stuff maybe they carry with them from having survived. What they show at the very beginning of this, and this is not a spoiler, is uh, 19 months they spend in the wilderness um, because they're not located. So, so they. Where the fuck did they crash? That's what I wondered. But you know what? If you watch enough Bigfoot documentaries, you'll find out that there's vast wilderness. And if you can't find. I don't care. 19 months? <laughs> That's a long time, isn't 19 it? 19 months? Hey, they still really? haven't. They still haven't found Amelia Earhart. Except <laughs> she crashed in the ocean. Did they crash in the ocean? No. <laughs> The mountains. There's no oceans in the mountains. What mountains? I don't know. I didn't get that far. <laughs> I'm only two episodes in. They're like an hour you long. You could walk any... I don't care where you are on Earth. You could walk out of the mountains 19 months. <laughs> you could, I suppose. You... They crash on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm marking this show off because... <laughs> 19 months is ridiculous. I could understand maybe 19 days. Well, listen, I have a compass as part of my luggage. It's like a little keychain that's attached to one of my bags. Between that mm-hmm. and between that and knowing to follow a river. Yeah, uh, you walk downhill. Down, down, yeah, don't walk up into the mountains. Um, Always walk downhill, follow the river downhill. You'll eventually find something. Don't run from predators. You can't see predators. They have that... <laughs> the cloaking... <laughs> cloaking device. Yeah. By the time you see the predator, it's too late. That's true. By the time you see that weird warpy mm-hmm. mirror-like movement, it's over. Um, yeah. So, uh, other than uh, Valentine... months. <laughs> hey, look, man. I don't write the stuff. I just watch it. <laughs> uh so there's that there's that (laughs) who wants to go next uh i'll go i've been watching uh what have we watched uh i've been watching um peacemaker still um i enjoy it although i find the storyline itself a, a bit dull i like the characters and and it's fairly funny, um, but the whole—and this is no spoiler, really—and if it is, who cares? Uh, there's an alien invasion with pe- aliens taking over people's bodies. It seems very, very tired at this point. So uh, that part, I'm not—I don't know. I think they could have come up with something a little more creative, maybe. Maybe it's a DC comic storyline. I don't know. Um, all in all, pretty good show, though. Um, what else have we been watching? Oh, we watched uh, 
Woodlands Darked and Bewitched. Mm. Isn't that uh, good? At least the first couple hours. Uh, I haven't finished it because it's three hours and 15 minutes long or something. And I feel like it's kind of fallen off by the end. Uh, kind of like they're just grabbing at any movie they kind of like at the end. <laughs> Throw that in there. Like, uh, this could be folk horror. This could be folk horror. But the beginning is is pretty fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, I had a revelation though watching it that the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man remake didn't work because Nicolas Cage should have been Lord Summerisle. Oh yeah, he should have been uh, Christopher Lee's character. He could have chewed the scenery. You have mm-hmm. some straight man play the cop. It would have been. It would have worked. Yes. Absolutely, and especially if he grew the hair. Oh, he would. You know, you would just tell him, Nick, to show. Up. You know what Lord Slimerile would look like. Just show up, <laughs> and he'd be wearing a face paint and a crazy costume, and you just you just let the camera roll and catch the magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it would have made that movie perfect you know he just he picked the wrong role yeah yeah he should have stood his ground on that one yeah uh i'm sure he wanted to be the cop though that seems like a very nick cage thing to but i want to be the star <laughs> that's not who the star is um what else have we watched have you watched that one, Richard? No, not yet. It's oh. on Shutter. Okay. Yeah, really, really good. And it's on Canopy as well. All right. I will definitely and, put it on my uh, list. I think that's about it, other than uh, Valentine. I was going to try to attempt Halloween Kills this afternoon before the podcast, but Valentine sapped my energy to <laughs> ever want to watch a film again. <laughs> Um, and that good, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's uh, it for me. Speaking of uh, Peacemaker, we watched uh, Suicide Squad. The good one, uh, yeah, yeah, it's the good one. It's, it's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm seeing on my monitor a foot sticking up into the ceiling light. Oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not. I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Will um, Will's been replaced by a sock puppet. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so Suicide Squad, the James Gunn one, so it's basically uh, Guardians of the Galaxy go to Panama. It's uh, it's pretty funny and look good, yeah. and uh, it's got quite spectacular kills in it. If you if you want to check those out. But, yeah, uh, James Gunn does not shy away from violence <clears throat> peacemaker show is is pretty bloody pretty mm-hmm. gory so uh it's, it's got a daikaiju at the end is uh it's one of those uh, goofy villains you used to get in the 50s oh, i love the villain brought, at the end of that back. movie yeah yeah it's yeah this is fun uh and speaking of a hammer house of horror have you have you not watched the rest of them no only watched the one episode just the one in a few minutes of the next one, and I realized I was going to fall asleep, so I better just okay. stop it where it yeah, was. It's, it's got some really good ones. Like uh, there's one called uh, I think it's 
the house that dripped blood or something like that. The house that bled to death. I'm confused with the anthology. The house, the house that's something, something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Hammer house of something. That that one really scared me when I was a kid. Uh, I don't know how it stands up. There's one with Peter Cushing in it, which is really, really good. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, then watch uh, watch Malignant. Hmm. Oh, Malignant. What did you think? Have you seen that one? I haven't. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's the the last uh, James Bond film. Uh, kind of guess the twist really early on in it. Yeah. Um, but but that's from being a crusty old horror movie watcher, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, we've seen Basket Case going to be kind of like that and um, but uh yeah i didn't realize how nonsensical it would get it's just right and it, and it doesn't care yeah <laughs> it, would, it would be just going to turn into john wick movie for a while and <laughs> uh, yeah i said it was hen and lotter's uh matrix yes <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah the end of it is just bonkers the the first two-thirds of it are fairly stupid Mm -hmm. uh you kind of know where it's going and you're waiting for it and everybody seems dumb and you're kind of like uh but i think the last half hour is just so out and out nuts that it made up for any of the just kind of genericness of the of the first bits yes oh my god by the end it's just it's just creamed off the tracks into crazy land yeah and you're right it does not care at all so I didn't really care about it enough I wasn't excited enough by how crazy it got I wasn't that delighted by how crazy it got but it yeah, it wasn't, you know, it was not good. The outcome was not good, but just uh, something about it being willing to go just totally nuts at the yes. end. Yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, there were things like when, when the sister goes to the asylum to find out the dark secrets, it looks so... Like she parks right on the edge of this giant cliff. It yes. it was almost like a parody of of horror movies at times. I think it, uh, it looks like it's based off um, the house in um, the house in Haunted Hill. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just uh, it's ridiculous without being energizing about how ridiculous it got. You know, like yeah, a, I can see that. Like a really crazy Bollywood film or a Italian film, just <clears throat> yeah, just goes OTT and <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay, um, <laughs> I watched uh, oh, a bit of a just Franco kick. Oh yeah, yeah watching some scummy filth. Um, so I watched um, Lorna the Exorcist, which is uh, 1974-ish, I think. 
uh, sort of uh, this is one of his Lino Romay films. Um, people hanging out in hotels on the coast of Portugal. And, uh, no exorcism in it that I could see. There is a there is a satanic entity, Lorna, uh, who's personified for most of the movie by this this woman who has so much makeup on her face that I thought it was going to turn out to be a man in disguise. Hmm. But, uh, but no, <laughs> you, you realize it's not a man pretty early on. So uh, people spend a lot of the movie naked. <laughs> um, just Franco the movie. Just Franco film. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, I, I fell asleep a few times during it. Um, <laughs> So I I don't highly recommend this one. Pretty disappointed in it. Uh, so uh, yeah, not not a high recommendation for any kind of movie. No. <laughs> I fell asleep during it. Yeah, it's a high recommendation. I wish I could have slept through Valentine. Yes. Speaking well, of a movie that seemed like a parody of a horror movie. It was. Being funny. It, but it, without it, being funny, yeah. I mean, it, it was supposed to be self-aware or something. Oh, probably, because they were at this time, weren't they? Yeah, it seemed like... <sighs> if you ever thought poorly of Scream, you should watch this. Because this is like scream where nothing works for it scream <laughs> has a <little laughs> slight amount of cleverness going for it compared to this though it makes scream look like a masterpiece because this is oh so bad well do you um do you want me to read a blurb so the the listeners who didn't decide to watch this can kind of know what we're talking about stop now go watch valentine 2001 <laughs> All on right. Shutter, it's on Tubi. I'm just going to say everything's on Tubi now. It a lot of things are. It's weird how they're able to do that. Um, there's some some user written synopsises or summaries, I should say. Uh, I'll read one, and then um, that'll kind of uh, say the things that happen. Uh, Valentine's Day 1988 at a school dance, geeky Jeremy Melton bravely faces one rejection after the other when asking four popular girls to dance with him. A fifth girl, plump and insecure, agrees, but they end up making out under the bleachers. When a group of bullies catches them, the girl claims that Jeremy attacked her. This causes them to strip off his clothes and beat him up in front of the entire school. Flash forward to 2001. We meet the five girls who were at the school gym. Kate, Paige, Shelley, Lily, and the formerly plump Dorothy. They are all in their 20s now and trying to sort out their love lives, which is appropriate since Valentine's Day is coming up. I'll just stop there because it goes on to a killer with a cherub mask, uh, leaving them Valentines and then murdering them one after another. And uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what happens. Uh, it's a person in a, an overcoat and boots, and a cherub mask. And hilarity ensues. Um, the cast includes uh, the guy from Angel, uh, David Boreanaz, 
I'm not sure how to pronounce mm-hmm. his last name. Uh, we could just call him Angel. Uh, Denise Richards, Marley Shelton, Jessica Capshaw, and Catherine Heigl, who at the time was known for other things, but ended up being mostly known for Grey's Anatomy. And uh, it's uh, some unreasonably pretty people, I would say. Uh, are there really that many people who are this pretty in one school? Uh, well, I could have made it Hollywood High School. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably. They're in San Francisco, you know. So with with affluence, maybe comes the uh, just the genetic thing that happens when rich <laughs> rich people and good looking people breed. I don't know. Uh, so. Uh, the bullies stripping the guy and beating him up and throwing him into the gym in just his underwear. Um, th- that tracks for 1988. That would have happened. And, sure. uh, and that's why Americans are crazy for any of our foreign listeners. So yeah. Uh, guys, how did, uh, when, when this was starting out, um, were you a little, uh, hesitant to believe this could be good? <laughs> the first couple scenes oh well it starts out you're like really sixth grade they're upset about sixth grade because you know they're going to jump forward because the cast that's announced is obviously in their 20s and you don't imagine david boreanis is going to play a sixth grader although i may have just written a better movie um <laughs> Um, yeah, you're like, wow, okay, so you got pantsed and chased around the gym, and you're gonna get revenge ten years later? By murdering everybody. Ten years later? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> why'd you wait around so long? Yeah. Was he in an asylum? He was for a while, but they didn't say when he got out, so what's he been doing? And why didn't he go after the guys who pantsed him? Mm-hmm. Right. Warm up by killing them first. Yeah. It seems reasonable. Um, oh boy. Did you get, did you get the foreshadowing, um, uh, from, uh, Denise Richards character? With the, the boiled alive? Yeah. Line? I'd rather be boiled alive. She says to him. Yeah. <laughs> they, all, they all say things like that though, don't they? They all said something. Yeah. Uh, they, they all foreshadow their own deaths. Yeah. Uh, that was the only one that really jumped out at me. Uh, she wasn't even boiled, though. She was electrocuted. That's true. And what kind of jacuzzi has a plastic top that locks? I kind of feel like that's the... Th- it was inside! <laughs> right. I could understand if it was outside. Okay, you don't want the rain and leaves and what on it. Usually it's just a a plastic tarp that's, you know, stretchy like a bed sheet that fits over the top. But okay, you have this lid that flaps down and locks. But it's inside! Why? <laughs> and these people were stupid and unlikable, which is usually good for a slasher film. Yeah. But, oh, I was just so bored with them all, I didn't care. So they failed to make you care about the characters. They don't care about each other. That seems... That's always my favorite in all of these movies, that people who purported to be friends since 
junior high school all kind of brush off Catherine Heigl's death is like, eh, too bad for her. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to talking about boys. <laughs> right. Did you like um, the Denise Richards character, uh, Paige? Did you like her outfit when she took off her sweater or whatever? She had this ridiculous dress on and the rest of them shamed her for it at the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> She's always taking off something when she enters the scene. Right, that's true. That was probably part of her contract. But, but again, she's <clears throat> she's the only character who seems to care about the others. She rescues them from yeah bad boys and things. That's true. Um, yeah. Have either one of you ever been at a funeral where somebody was dressed in a completely inappropriate manner for the uh, event? No, I don't think so. I've been to a couple of them, but. <laughs> It it just happened. Pants. <laughs> Did the the clown shoes extend over the lip of the pit? <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, yeah, I've been to a couple of uh, wakes or funerals where mm, yeah, somebody should have somebody should have sent them back to their room to change, but we don't want to go too far into that. Uh, so the so um, after this uh, funeral. Um, the obscene Valentines start going out and uh, uh, we get uh, one of the girls, uh, Lily gets a, a box of chocolates, which are filled with maggots mm-hmm. and uh, Dorothy's uh, man, friend, boyfriend, whatever Campbell loses his apartment and moves in with her because she's living in her dad's giant, ridiculous mansion. And then uh, seems like the groundwork is laid for everything to just kind of go slasherific after that. Just one after another, they're picking them off. Um, is this just a, a convenient formula for people who don't really understand or care about horror? Does that seem to be what's going on here? Because, well, let's see. Uh, it's based on Valentine by Tom Savage, who I... Yeah, they just took the title. Okay. Um... Who did write this? We got Gretchen. There's a four people worked in this. Jeez. Four. Uh-huh. Gretchen Berg. Wow. Uh, she's known for, she's an American writer and television producer. She's worked extensively with her producing partner, Aaron Harberts, on a number of television series, including Pushing Daisies and Revenge. And she worked on Star Trek Discovery as a showrunner, one of the showrunners. Uh, Aaron Harberts, Harberts, uh, who is her writing partner. Um, he was a co-showrunner with her on Star Trek Discovery, and uh, um, they met as uh, students at Northwestern University. So they just said, hey, yeah, great idea. Yeah, you too. Awesome. High five. I think that's what happened here. Nobody was questioning anybody's work, maybe? Yeah. Um, hey, these people who watch these movies are stupid. Let's just make a thing. <laughs> yeah. They had quite a soundtrack going, so that kind of makes me think it wasn't for lack of wanting to spend some money because all of the new metal guys of the day. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember any of the music in this thing. 
Deftones, Lincoln Park, Static X, Disturbed, Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson. Uh, none of those, none of those track. I don't remember any music in this movie at all. <laughs> uh, let's see. In fact, uh, the movie itself is quickly dissipating from my memory. I, we better wrap it up soon. <laughs> All right, let's see if this jars your memory. Do you remember they went to uh, uh, this guy named Max had an art show with all these big TV screens oh, and yes. projections, mazes you had to walk through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So not only do they not understand horror fans, but they don't understand artists either. <laughs> no. There, there's like no way this guy would have. Uh, I. I I just can't. It was so stupid, but I did like the fact that someone got stalked and killed in, in his art, you know, in his installation. He, and it was a Cupid related kill. Yeah. Yeah. We got a bow and arrow murder from a Cupid. Yeah. So that was all right. Now was, uh, was that death foreshadowed by I'd rather be shot with an arrow? I don't remember. Um, I don't remember what she said. Yeah. Lily, I think is the one who, who, yeah. uh, dies here. So I don't remember if Lily said something about, you know, gag me with an arrow or something, but she dies from, uh, well, she'd be three oh, times no, she said arrow. ew because she, uh, she got the maggots and then she ended up in a trash can. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's how it tied. Okay. All right. That works. Um, Guess you have to assume the killer put the trash can down there, or the bin, and knew she would fall that far directly into it. It's, it's like Jason in uh, Manhattan. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that one is so timed perfectly. <laughs> yes, you, you, if you're a slash, you just have a dumpster radar. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Um, this this just kind of goes on through the um through the ranks and uh, finally we get to the point where there's a big party. Um Dorothy is having a party with uh probably her dad's money. Definitely her dad's mansion. And uh and uh this Campbell guy who we think is maybe the killer because he's a con man. Uh she sends him down to fix the hot water heater and he uh he gets uh, asked a question while he's down there. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's uh, lying dead and no one knows where he is. So he's been dispatched. We know it's not him. Uh, at some point, somebody says to the David Boreanaz character, well, you're no angel or he's no angel, which I thought yeah. was a little too cute, a little too on the nose, but at least somebody said it. And... Uh, it goes on that um, the party just becomes a real bummer and uh, the power goes out and everyone leaves. Uh, Immediately. Yeah. Like people aren't even like hanging around eating the rest of the food and drinking the rest of the drinks. They just all just vanish. Uh, They grab all the stuff and they leave. Yeah. So at some point, Paige is dead. A big party on Valentine's. Yes. You're supposed to get together with people. Yes. Or the lights go out. So people think, oh, the fun's over. Yes. Yeah. That sounds yeah, realistic. That... Yeah, totally. It's like everything in this movie. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So Paige, who's been, as you mentioned earlier, was murdered in the, uh, in the hot tub, uh, is eventually discovered after the power outage and all of that. And, um, we're given a lot of, uh, a lot of red herrings on who might be the killer. But when are it, we, uh, well, they're, they're I tr- guess we are, but are any of them believable? No, not to me anyway, but, uh, no, I mean, they might as well just written a, you know, I'm the killer on David Boreanaz's shirt from mm-hmm. the first scene. It just, so how are did, there any surprises in this? No. How did we end up with Dorothy as the supposed killer? Um, I'm not sure. They didn't explain it. I'm guessing he switched clothes with her at some point and stuffed her in the closet. I don't. Well, she was walking on her own volition with a weapon when she was killed, right? I couldn't really tell if she was stunned stunned or aware of what was going on. Yeah, I think it implies that she's been clobbered and then thrown down the stairs. Mm, someone just taped the mask to her face and said, go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the David Boreanaz Real killer has a, a bloody nose whenever he kills someone, which was, somehow, uh, is directly connected to the nose of the mask. Yes. That was the only part of this movie that I liked (laughs) (laughs) because it was stupid and yet kind of unique. It was a stupid, stupid thing for the killer to have, you know, he gets a bloody nose every time he kills someone and it drips through the mask. That was just, if the whole thing had been, kicked up a little bit like that maybe so i, I watched this uh, but... this is a, a trope in uh, manga to show someone's uh, a boy is sexually excited their nose will start spouting blood oh yeah. really um yeah that's, that's just one of the cliches in comedy manga that's kind of a weird choice yeah, I don't understand where that comes from, but I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um so I got I got to ask, did at any point in watching this did you feel like I mean, we already know nobody cares about the characters and they certainly for the most part don't care about each other. Um did you feel any uh empathy? Did you feel like when they were in peril, did did you feel for them at all? No, because no. it didn't convey. One, Go ahead. The one girl who, uh, I don't know who she was even. She seemed to appear at some point. Um, she had a red sweater around her shoulders, like a soccer mom. She gets chased by the killer. She happens across the killer killing the maid at Dorothy's house and Uh, she runs and there's two doors and she could either go outside and get away or run into the sauna where she's trapped. (laughs) What does she choose? The same thing. Catherine Heigl's character does the same thing. She's like, she's obviously worked there for a while or been going to school for a while. Um, but she doesn't know the place well enough to not run into a room that she can't get out of. While she's being chased, 
Just go the other way and go outside. What? 19 months. <laughs> <laughs> Still having trouble getting over that, that one, huh? Um, now, I have to ask you guys, because uh, we completely forgot to talk about uh, Detective Vaughn. Yes. Uh, I was thinking through the whole movie that it almost, yeah, it's totally got to be. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. I was thinking it was the guy who, who was in uh, Caroline in the City. No, he was in Just Shoot Me. Uh, you're thinking of, uh, uh, Enrico, this, what's his name? Um, this, I can't think of his last name, but he yeah. played a photographer. Yeah. Was, was that in just yeah. shoot me? Yeah. Just shoot me. I, I thought it was Elliot. Car- Elliot. Yeah. I was thinking it yeah. was him and it wasn't him. Was it? Yeah. I looked him up because I was like, that's not him, but man, that guy looks a lot like him. Yeah. Are they related? What is this? But. Yeah. Because there were some shots where it was like, that's him. No. <laughs> right. Um, Fulvio Cesare is the guy's name. He's a Canadian actor and filmmaker, according to the mm. very brief blurb on him. Um, I did like the fact that he was so lecherous and actually thought he had a shot with uh, Paige. <laughs> it was just delightfully uh, foolish of him and, uh, and uh, arrogant. Uh, he just sort of died too easy. I thought. Yeah, his rubber head was floating in the pond at the end. It was, yeah, it was amusing. Yeah, it was not super realistic looking. But uh, I, do heads float? Uh, it's a, like styrofoam. If they're made of wood. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Guess if your head sinks, you're a witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, the, the woman who came around explaining to, um, uh, oh goodness, what's her name? Uh, Dorothy, uh, trying to explain that the boyfriend was a con man. Uh, that was, I think the character's name was Ruthie. Uh, she was very outspoken and was telling the truth. And this woman was not listening to her. And for her trouble, she gets killed too. Mm -hmm. She she didn't deserve it. I think she's the one where her neck gets uh, pushed down on some broken glass. Yes. That's the one who should run outside because she ran into the sauna. That's who I thought you were talking about. Uh, Yeah, that was crazy. She tried to hide under the seats and crawl around and it just didn't work. And yeah. So. Also, where did the body go that was in the body bag that Catherine Heigl was hiding in? Yeah. She was, are we supposed to believe she happed it out some 180-pound man? A couple of minutes before that, the killer gets into the the section room behind her, swaps out the body in the bag, hides in another room in time for her to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Totally plausible. Oh. God. <laughs> what a terrible movie. Uh, well, if you were in that same situation, Will, what would you have done? In the morning, gone the other way. I wouldn't go into a room where I know you can't get out of. Don't go in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go out the second window, the second story window, if you have to. But don't go in the basement. Go out the front door. 
Yeah. And if you can't go out the front door, go out the back door. If you can't yeah. do can't do that, go out the side window. Yeah. Get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> it would be such a short movie though. <laughs> well, I mean she did it in um uh your next. She's she's trapped upstairs and she just jumps out the window. Oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you just gotta no. tuck and roll. Mm-hmm. You know, drop yourself off the ledge so you don't have to drop so far. I, I was seeing some uh, retro reviews, you know, looking back on this <clears> one and saying, hey, it's not so bad. This is feminist. Mm. It's ahead of the Me Too movement. Is it? No. <laughs> is it? Does this even pass the Bechtel test? Are they at any point not defining themselves by the boys? They're, they're dating. No. Uh, you know, they're, they're all dependent on their rich dads. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't lend much credence to that. Uh, they don't seem to care about each other. Um, no. Oh, no. No, there's just uh, Paige saving her friends from other boys. Um, this it, just falls into that whole uh, tired CW slasher cycle of the time yeah. pretty TV people. Uh, yeah. This is also filmed in a very flat sort of TV manner. Um, yeah. Lots, lots of mid shot, you know? Uh, yeah. It could have been on the CW. Yeah. Everything. Right. Yeah. Down. Yeah. Everything did feel like it could have been CW. Totally. Evidently, the kills were supposed to be a lot gorier, and they were told not to by the studio. Mm-hmm. So, and the ideas were supposed to be a lot smarter, but they were told not to by the writers. <laughs> yeah, don't want to alienate your audience. <laughs> right, being smart. Um, guess you know, yeah. If they had made this, you know, uh, twenty years before in nineteen eighty-one, yeah. Uh, maybe it would have kind of worked. It, I don't know, but if if this was in 1981, it'd be up against this is what that would be the the golden year. Yeah, slashes. true. And you'd have your actual My Bloody Valentine, mm-hmm. true, which is uh, which really kicks it. That's, I I love that one. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about that's that what, one year ago. Yeah, that, that's yeah. got characters who care about each other. They seem like actual people. Mm-hmm. They got they got histories. Uh, there's plausible motivations. Um, you know, it, it's as goofy as any any other slasher, slasher but, movie, sure. But you know, it, w- a hell of a lot better than this. Yeah. Um, At least in 1980, we would have had nudity. <laughs> yeah, that w- that would have been something, anyway. You know, and bloodier kills. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this was this was a Canadian production, by the way. So when I, I kind of uh, I, off offhandedly said earlier, like this is, um, well, it's, uh, I believe it was filmed in Canada, but it was a yes. it was a joint production between U.S. and Canada. So yeah, I can't really say it's a Canadian production, but, um, but when I said offhandedly early in the show that uh, this is why Americans end up crazy. 
but I don't know. It could happen to Canadians yeah. also. Um, you may not believe this, but this, uh, this movie received largely negative reviews from the critics. <laughs> yeah. As of uh, July 2020, the film held a 12% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Based on 76 reviews, it had an average of 3.4 out of 10. Uh, Does that sound a bit high for you? It's a bit high. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, maybe a (laughs) 2.4. Do you want to hear some of the negative reviews? Sure. I'll be happy to read them for you. Um, we have, uh, uh, there's one that's kind of lukewarm, kind of favorable. Uh, we don't want to read that one. Uh, ben Falk of BBC gave the film two out of five stars writing, let's face it. We all know what's going to happen. And director blanks offers up few surprises. Uh, there's a host of red herrings of none of which really bite creative deaths, girls running around screaming, and then being incredibly thick. <laughs> Uh, but a distinct lack of gratuitous nudity, <laughs> which would have at least brightened up the landscape. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got someone from the BBC who agrees with you, Will. I wasn't wrong, Ben. Yes. Um, uh, l- let's be fair. Let's let's read a positive one then. Kevin Thomas of Los Angeles Times. Um, I wonder if he was later fired for taking payment for positive reviews gave the film a positive review calling the film smart stylish horror picture that offers a fresh twist on the ever reliable revenge theme and affords a raft of talented young actors solid roles that show them to advantage mm-hmm. okay all right so this was denise richard's boyfriend at the time right, <laughs> right. uh or maybe a friend of charlie sheen's who knows uh, let's see. Um, Dennis Harvey of Variety gave the film a mixed review. So let's balance it out really good here with a mixed review. Looking good, but lacking much in the way of personality or gray matter. <laughs> Rather like its characters, Valentine is a straightforward slasher pick that is acceptably scary until a weak finale. Uh, acceptably scary. What's that? Acceptably scary. Yes. It's so scary at all. Not even to an acceptable level? No? Okay. No. I agree. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> Unacceptably unscary. Uh, let's see. Um, Maitland McDonough of TV Guide awarded the film one out of five stars, calling the film, quote, a throwback to the formulaic holiday-themed stock and slash pictures of the early 80s. But why it took four writers to adapt Tom Savage's generic genre novel is thoroughly baffling. <laughs> She should know. She's she's really good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, this is um, probably not going to get a remake ever, unless somebody decides to, I don't know, pull it up out of the dumpster and uh, do it correctly. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I guess usually this is the point in the in the show where I ask you guys, do you recommend this? <laughs> highly, highly recommend. Uh, kind of, it, is it is it riff tracks slash MST3K bad? No, it's not bad enough. It, it commits the worst sin. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if it was just stupid, but 
entertaining. That's one thing. Yeah. But it's, it's stupid and boring. Stupid and boring. Jolien, what do you think? I, I, I agree. Bland, dull TV stuff. Yeah. I had a real hard time watching the last probably 20, 25 minutes. It was just everything. Took everything to not just turn it off or start reading something on the coffee table or looking at my phone. Yeah. Watch yeah, Jess Franco instead. At least you get a snooze out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had the same issues with this. It was uh, just a bunch of pretty morons being stupid and uh, dying dumb deaths in um, not so shocking ways. Uh, none of none of it was interesting or creative enough as far as the deaths go. Like, uh, can you point to any single one of them and say, oh, we've not seen some version of this before? Like Halloween 2 had the Whirlpool spa killing in the hospital. Um, uh, how many of uh, Dario Argento's films had a, a pane of glass through the neck? Mm-hmm. Uh being shot with an arrow. I'm sure that's only in about a thousand movies. Uh, it just, uh, throats being cut yawn. So th- this is, um, <laughs> that's just like a decapitation. So boring. It's like a non-committal decapitation. You don't even cut all the way through. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you could have picked bride of Chucky. That was on the list. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> save something for next year, Will. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this one is, is definitely, um, it, it belongs in the dumpster that that woman fell into. Yes. <laughs> With Lily. Oh man. So that one real quick here. Didn't when they showed the kid in the gymnasium and his nose started bleeding, did it look blue to you guys? didn't look red to me. It looked me. very dark. Yeah, it came across as blue when I was watching it. But, um, yeah, I, I I kind of want to go back. Maybe he's some sort of lobster. Yeah. I, yeah, that could be it. Until you boil him, it's going to be blue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have blue blood, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, I, I kind of... Uh, yeah, yeah, I just sort of want to vet these movies a little better. But uh, one of the things that you guys know I want to watch upcoming is The Hitcher. And in the meantime, uh, we've seen previews for a new Jordan Peele movie and a new Dario Argento movie. One of them I think is going to go really well. And the other one, I'm very hopeful that it'll go well. <laughs> but I have suspicions it won't. Uh, Why aren't the they making a movie together? <laughs> that would be cool. Wow. Yeah. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah. Jolie mentioned that there's a David Eggers movie coming out soonish. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll, yeah, yeah. there's a, a Viking movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I uh, saw the trailer for that. I'll have to look that one up, but, uh, yeah, that Argento trailer looks interesting and I have not watched the trailer for Nope yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, uh, 
Um, I'm hesitant to be optimistic, but that Robert Pattinson Batman movie, the preview looks like it might be interesting. As the, the director of the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Matt Smith. So not, not the good Planet of the Apes, not the Tim Burton one, the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. The ones from the 60s? Oh, that would be great. Because everything went really well after that first one. <laughs> hey, the second one's great. I do like the second one, to be mm-hmm. honest. I think it was the third one I wasn't so fond of. Yeah, whenever they come back to present day Earth, I, I lose interest. Yeah, yeah. It's not Planet of the Humans. What are we doing here? Yeah. So um, for next time, um, since we're kind of starting back into our rotation... Do we want to go counterclockwise or clockwise? Is it going to be me or Jolian next? Since technically, <laughs> Will, you sort of pick <laughs> this one. Like the blame of Will. Oh, you're going to put the blame on me? Hey, I just gave you a list. Okay. Okay. I mean, I am i don't have to go next, but Jolian, do you have something that you're dying to, to uh, watch and talk about? I don't have anything I'm dying to do, no. Okay. Um, I'm kind of dying to do The Hitcher and, and all... Let's do it then. Okay, this is available. Or Halloween Kills. Uh, or a double header. Hey, <laughs> we could compare the two. Hit your ween. <laughs> there is a part where he points a uh, switchblade at the kid's ween. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> oh no, I've killed Will. Um, <clears throat> it's not a good transfer of the movie. And uh, as we've mentioned on the show before, they are doing a big restoration of the Hitcher. Uh, it switches aspect ratio a couple times, which tells me they didn't have a good source for the whole movie. And none of the source that they used to put this thing together for HBO Max looks good. Well, we, we could do a Hitcher poor picture. And then when it's restored, we could do... Hitcher, Hitcher... Hitcher Hit your hit your awesome picture. picture. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hit your poor picture. Oh well, uh, yeah. Let's do that. And for listeners who uh, don't have HBO Max, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but you should have a friend who you can borrow a password from. We should publish one. Put one out on Instagram. Sure. <laughs> How many profiles can I have? A thousand wonder yeah all right that being said um <clears throat> the hitcher for next time and then we'll let jolian pick something for the next one uh anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here i don't think so jolian anything nope yeah well we've got some previews to watch and uh and the hitcher for next time with Rutger Hauer, not the one with Scene Bean. That's right. Scene Bean. <laughs> Sean Bean. We don't want that one, 2009 or whatever. The Whenever the misguided... Isn't it Sean Bond? Sean Bond. <laughs> yes. Richard's the Irish one. We should know. <laughs> right. He, he says it's Scene Bean, and it's Scene Bean. Yes. Yeah, it's it's just... Scene Bean or Sean Bond. <laughs> yeah, you have to pick one. <laughs> scene Bond. <laughs> Bond. Yes. Simon. Simon. <laughs> oh, most of the listeners have shut this off now. No, 
Oh, I hope so. But for the ones who haven't, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>